0: God's Word speaks of a spirit, or a way of life, that would be the spirit of the last days. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 17 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. In this study, Scott Pauley will lead us to rediscover Noah's faith in God. Though Noah lived in days of wickedness, lawlessness, violence, and immorality, his faith in God was strong. Noah courageously led his family during this time, and he was God's witness to that generation. Could it be, just like Noah of old, you and I are living in the last generation before God's judgment? Join us now for this study, as it was in the days of Noah.
1: Every word of God is pure. Every every word in the Word is perfect and preserved and powerful. And one word from God can change a man's life forever. But did you know that there are certain words that it seems God really loves? God has some favorite words. and One of those is a word that is found 1,971 times in the Bible. Think of that a word that the Holy Spirit of God chooses to use over and over and over again. It is both an invitation and an imperative. It is both an opportunity and an obligation. What is the word? Well, it is found in the story of Noah and what God does for him and for his family. Genesis chapter 7, verse number 1, The Lord said unto Noah, Come. There's the word, come. That's one of God's favorite words. Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Here is God's great invitation to the whole world. Come to me. I can hear Jesus say that, can't you? Uh, Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He said to the disciples, come and follow me. Oh, friend, this is still the, the great word of the gospel. Look at the arms of Jesus wide open saying, come to me. Uh, look at the heart of a loving father saying, come to me. Are you, are you lost today? Come to Jesus. Are you backslidden and away from God and wayward? Come to Jesus. Are you hurting? Are you needy? Are you weak and tired? Come to the Lord today because this is one of the great words of Scripture that is emphasized because it reveals the heart of God. Let me show you some things about the word come today. First of all, there's a certain tone in the word come. The tone of this world is deeply personal. It implies, first of all, that the Lord himself was in the ark. You don't tell someone to come unless you are there already, he's saying, come to me. Come in to the ark. You're not just Noah coming to a boat. You're coming to the God of all the earth, uh, to the Lord God Almighty. Friend, I want to tell you, it's not just getting people to come to church or come to a certain position or even a certain understanding of something. It is inviting people to come to the Lord himself. People don't need something. They need someone, and his name is Jesus Christ And for the record, no one can do this for you. No one. Uh, Notice that he says, come thou and all thy family. In other words, each family member had to choose for themselves, and you'll have to choose for yourself. May I just say today, don't miss the boat. Don't miss the boat. Come to the Lord. And then, not only is the tone of the word very personal, but the message of the word uh, is one of great protection, because... Notice he's inviting Noah and his family to come as the, as the judgment looms over the earth, to come into an ark of safety. That ark was a great picture of Christ. It was the means of salvation. There are three arks in the Bible. Uh, there is Noah's ark. Uh, that was a means of salvation. Uh, there was the little ark of bulrushes, do you remember, that Moses was placed in, uh, in the water. And the Lord protected him. And then there's the Ark of the Covenant. And one interesting thing is that all three of those arks are a picture of Christ. It might interest you to know that the word ark is the same word that was used in that day for a coffin. Someone said, well, that doesn't make any sense. A coffin would have a positive connotation. Oh, it does because here the Lord is showing us a picture of from death to life. I wish I had time to talk to you more about the ark itself. I would challenge you to study it out. Do you remember that it had to be pitched within and without with pitch? Well, the word pitch that's used in Genesis chapter 6 was the same Hebrew word that was used for atonement. Oh, friend, let me tell you that the ark of safety, the means of our salvation, is because of the atonement uh, that Jesus purchased for us at the cross of Calvary. Uh, This is uh, pitched with the blood of Christ. And it is through the blood of the everlasting covenant that we come to know God. Uh, You'll notice that there was only one door to this ark. Jesus said, I am the door. It's open now, but once it was closed, it was closed forever. Uh, This is the great message uh, in this ark. This is the great message of the word come, that the Lord has provided a way. The Lord has made a way so that all sinners who will can come into the ark of safety. But someday the door will be shut, and when it is shut, it is shut forever. I wonder, have you walked through that door? Have you come in to salvation? Have you come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, there is now an amazing replica of Noah's Ark that you can tour. And, uh, oh, it's it's a beautiful picture, too, and a fine presentation of the gospel message. And I remember many years ago walking my son, when he was just a little boy, through that replica of the ark and the gospel being so plain and, and so clear and the message of both judgment and hope so plain that when we walked outside that ark, my son said to me, Dad, I, I want to be sure that I put my faith in Jesus. I want to be sure of my salvation. It was a high, holy moment. I'm going to tell you, if you'll visit the ark today, if you'll ponder who God is and what God has provided, you'll want to be saved too. If you'll walk past the cross of Jesus Christ and look at what the Lord Jesus did for you there and the way of salvation, I believe with all of my heart, you'll desire to come to him as well. It's interesting, but when you come to the New Testament and the Lord Jesus begins his, his earthly ministry, how does he begin How does it all start? Well, listen to Mark chapter number 1 because I think it may uh, make a little connection here. Mark 1 verse number 17, uh, Jesus looks at Simon and Andrew, these first disciples, and he said unto them, here's the first word, come. I tell you again, it's one of God's favorite words. Christ used it surely with his disciples as the Lord used it with knowing his day, and the Holy Spirit is using it to all of us today. But would point this out, it must be personal. Noah, you must come and your family members must come. Mark chapter 1, verse 17, come ye after me, Jesus said. Uh, ye is very personal. No one else can make this decision for you, and you can't make it for someone else. We all must make it for ourselves. But I want you to know the provision has been made, and the choice is yours. The word echoes through the halls of history. It echoes through the pages of Scripture. I pray to God it will echo in your soul today. Would you hear
0: the Lord's word to you? Come. Thank you for joining us today for this study. And may each of us obey Christ's command to occupy till I come. We invite you to visit our website and jointhejourney.org and sign up for Scott's weekly email newsletter called Helping Your Joy and we believe this resource will do just that. In it, you can read brief devotional thoughts, learn about great Christians in history, and even see Scott's upcoming itinerary. Get the Helping Your Joy newsletter straight to your inbox every Thursday when you subscribe at enjoyingthejourney.org. We look forward to studying the Bible with you next time on Enjoying the Journey.